Welcome to the Tough Like a Mother podcast, where we bring to light the conversations we often have with ourselves. We all know motherhood is rewarding, but can be challenging at times. I want you to know that you're not alone and we'll get through this together. I'm your host, Augusta Powell. Now let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tough Like a Mother. I have Tracy Clinton here with me. How's it going, Tracy? Yeah, I mean, you know, just maintaining, uh, you know, just trying to go with the flow with all these changes that are going on, um, but taking it all in day by day. Good, good. So before we like really get started, why don't you tell everyone about yourself? All right, sure. Um, So my name is Tracy, and um, I have one daughter. Her name is Celia Wren. She'll be two in June. So um, right now we're in April, so that makes her about 22 months. And um, basically, um, I'm a real estate agent, um, but this is a career change. Um, My background is actually in the healthcare industry. I'm a registered dietitian, and I used to work in sales and marketing for different healthcare companies, um, doing um, medical sales. Um, Yeah, you know, I've been out and about, used to kind of always having home kind of be like my work uh, base. Okay. Um, um, Yeah, so um, I'm also married. My husband's name is Omar, and he works um, in architecture. He um, is a designer and architect. That is cool. So how is it going for you, Tracy, in particular? Um, So for me specifically, I mean, you know, when the quarantine was um, announced or, you know, kind of stay at home orders, I think that at first my expectation was that it would feel almost like a dreaded extended vacation, you know, being just confined to the four walls of my home with nothing to do. And that could not have been farther from the truth and um, or the reality. You know, um, I think that each day, if I wake up uncertain of what my agenda is, it very quickly fills up. So, um, you know, it's really just about being agile and adjusting to this new normal. Um, luckily for me, I actually had a few listings already um, kind of leading into this time. So I think that's kind of why my time has been occupied, because I feel like, um, you know, as an agent, I take my duty, my fiduciary duty very seriously to the people that I'm representing. And so in this case, if it's someone who's selling a home and they're deciding to keep it on the market, that means that it's my job to be as creative as possible and really stretch myself to, um, you know, keep their home at the forefront of people's minds. Um, and so that means learning new technologies, getting comfortable with new things, really putting a big emphasis on the visual because nobody can really go into a home right now. Um, you know, so that means that whoever's at home potentially thinking about buying a house, I want my seller's homes to kind of rise up to the top of, of the list okay. and, um, you know, and be the ones that they want to jump into once, once everybody's allowed. Can you tell us what your work from home situation is like? I, I know that you used to have um, a nanny. Like, how is that going um, with Celia and you and Omar, you know, working from home together? How is that like? Yeah, so um, we are fortunate. Um, we have very, you know, I guess 
we have to be flexible. You know, I think that the more rigid I kind of keep myself within my schedule or expectations, that's me setting myself up for disappointment or frustration, you know, and, um, and like maybe feeling like I'm failing or I'm not doing well or what I'm supposed to be doing as a mom or as a realtor or, you know, or a wife. So um, fortunately, we do still have our nannies who comes in, but we work around each other, you know, and so we keep to very strict sanitizing guidelines, um, distancing guidelines, not within the house, but, you know, as far as like what's going on in her household, basically her household is our household. We're all a family right now, right. you know, um, so we're taking care of one another. Um, and so basically that includes kind of chauffeuring her <laughs> back and forth just to make sure, you know, that contact is minimized. And it's really when we're able and, you know, during the times during the day that might have like the peak level of like need for like Zoom calls or video chats and things like that. So, um, you know, we're not keeping to any real strict boundaries, um, you know, as far as her schedule. It's just we're just so grateful to, you know, have an extra set of hands. Um, we have a really busy toddler, you know, so <laughs> keeping her occupied and busy during the day while we might have, um, you know, conference calls is a challenge. Um, so, like I said, I'm just so grateful for that. So the way that it works is um, my guest room slash office has kind of always been my my workstation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, prior to being quarantined, I was going into my office and Rockville Center. But, um, you know, I just kind of work from in here. But really, that just ends up being any place. Like if I have a, a you know, a Zoom call and I feel like the lighting might be better or my energy might feel better, like sitting at my kitchen counter, then I'll do that too. <laughs> But um, for the most part, you know, I try to kind of um, stay within my office. My husband works downstairs in the basement. That's where he's always kind of had his office set up. Um, his work actually, you know, if anything has picked up. So, like, you know, he's actually very, um, very busy. You know, I think that certain construction projects, um, I think more residential projects, has picked up a lot. Obviously, a lot of corporations are hurting right now, and that includes some of his primary clients, but where they might have, you know, kind of fallen a little bit um, slowing down, other projects have picked up. So his day-to-day -day has, has definitely not slowed. If anything, it has increased. And so I think he's grateful for being able to kind of go downstairs and like, you know, me running behind the toddler or having one run behind my video Zoom, you know, it's, it's understandable. Everybody's kind of going through the same thing right, right now. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, the overview of how it goes. But like, how does a typical day look in the Clinton household? I try to, um, you know, have um, a workout, um, you know, where that used to be, like, I do have some equipment down in the basement now and i still you know do get down there but obviously with a toddler we're both kind of trying to juggle sometimes that means me just doing um a video workout right. upstairs in the living room and i encourage her to join me that's kind of the only way to get it done <laughs> these days. so you know she's doing her little squats or what have that's you so um, cute. Forbid, <laughs> yeah no god forbid i drop down to the floor like in a plank or a push-up she'll just start jumping off my back or something <laughs> so i try to do as many standing up type of uh, that is really good. as possible <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, like a part of me loves that she sees her mom being active because maybe that will be ingrained in her, you know, just to, you know, always have that routine because now it's to the point where when I wake up, I brush my teeth, 
she's running behind me and she sees me like pulling pants on she'll go and grab my sneakers and she's like shoes shoes Aww. so um she's definitely like you know it's 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 um ingrained in her and yeah. she she knows like this is mommy's routine so mm-hmm. you know I, I thrive that off part. of that yeah yeah exactly so um yeah and then after that we do breakfast um there we do have like a stand-up call in my office um it used to be daily now it's three times a week and one of the days is a uh, video zoom so you know that's that's always interesting you know what I have going on in the background <laughs> or running around I tend to have to like tilt my laptop up so that it's more looking at the ceiling to yeah. the top of my head so they don't really see what's happening you know below the surface right they're flexible they know you have oh, a daughter absolutely. okay yeah for sure I think if anything people are like oh let me see her and I'm like no please don't right. judge me I haven't combed her hair yet <laughs> As, as moms, we probably judge ourselves more harshly, you okay. know, so I'm always like, how is she dressed? How is her hair? You <laughs> yes. know, and like, I'm like, this has to be posed, like very casually posed as if we're not trying, but yet trying, I know. you know, Isn't to that sad, sure that Tracy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's usually my me. concern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, when does your day end, would you say? Does, is it a set time that you'll say, okay, work stops at six o'clock. I'm all about Celia Wren until, you know, I put her down for bed. Um, yeah, I think that it does end up being that way. So, you know, technically, if I'm starting my morning stand-up call at nine, I would love to be clocking out at five, but that doesn't usually happen. And it's because, you know, a lot of, everybody's kind of home, you know, yeah. <laughs> Some people can say like, well, you know, at 5.07, I've got to go. But, um, you know, for the most part, like certain things, like if I don't get like a request in to maybe like, you know, one of the admins who's working remotely as well, like, you know, if it's not done by like 4.57 on a Friday, then I know it's not happening until Monday. So they have the luxury of, you know, kind of talking out, but, you know, basically if there's things to do, like I'm getting text messages or what have you, I mean, like right before we got on this call where, you know, it's a Saturday, I was on the phone with, you know, someone from a mortgage bank because I have a buyer who's, you know, under contract and she wants to do renovations and, you know, it's just a lot of things going on. So I love the flexibility of it, but that flexibility also leads to the fact that there are it's much harder to set boundaries on when right. expectations stop. Like that right. same person was texting me last night at 10, 15. Oh. And I just was like, okay, <laughs> like yeah. this, this is, um, you're not getting a reply right now. <laughs> yeah. So how are you keeping Celia Wren occupied during the day? Does um, your nanny sort of help with developing her? Do you kind of pop in and out between work? Like when you have a break or so? Like, what are you doing to, you know, make sure she's still being educated during this time? Yeah, so, I mean, that's, I think, my biggest um, thing that I worry about, just to make sure that we're giving structure. Like, there's just this huge block of the day, you know, that we have to fill. Like, she is active and curious and honestly reckless. Scares me. She, um, you know, <laughs> loves jumping all over the place. If you tell her not to do something, like I'm, I'm her mom, and she loves to just kind of make me, like you know, make me anxious. Like the more anxious I am, like no, 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 don't do that. The more she wants, <laughs> the to more do they that do thing. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like I have to, like you know, it's like the Jedi mind trick. Like she's just under my skin, and she knows it. So I always have to play cool, but she can read right through me. 
But um, what we're trying to do is, you know, obviously just keep her active both physically and mentally. And so that comes through, um, you know, we do sing-alongs, um, whether it's programs that we found like on TV or um, educational apps. Um, our local library actually also um, sends an email out every day with some Zoom activities. Not every single morning has um, a child appropriate one, but we found at least maybe three or four mornings out of the five during the week, there is um, like a Zoom opportunity to do, um, they do like story time, they do sing-alongs. And these are, you know, the librarians, I guess, who are also quarantined at home, you know, giving up their time and their energy to just, you know, fill, um, fill the day. So I'm grateful for that. One day was actually, um, I guess it was, they featured somebody who had like a crazy amount of pets at home. Mm -hmm. So they did like animal kind of education. And I was just even because they had snakes. <laughs> like, I can't look at it. <laughs> but I, I encouraged her to stay on the screen because I was like, don't be like mommy. Be better than me. <laughs> I can't even look at reptiles. I can't handle it. But, um, <laughs> but I love that, you know, if she can be conditioned to feel like, that is normal as long as she doesn't want it as a pet when she gets older then I'm all for it That's so <laughs> uh, yeah but um yeah then you know we just try to get her out in the yard running around you know just let off some of that extra energy yeah. um and then um I think did I mention crafts um yeah. when the quarantine first started I found myself like trying to save like every little bit like of something I'm like we could try to make something out of this like every time a milk carton finished I'm like no no no, no don't throw it away oh, <laughs> or smart. like egg crate you know I'm like don't yeah. throw it away we'll do something with this I mean we started piling things up and I'm like okay we could probably throw a little bit away but at least <laughs> let's keep a couple of things and you know we've we've, we've fashioned you know some little uh you know random little crafts out of it with um and then um we actually you know, Amazon these days, is, you know, it's a forever track, but I'm still grateful for Amazon. Oh, yeah. You know, Prime isn't what it used to be. You know, know. Prime now is a week and a half. I know. We were so spoiled with Prime. Exactly. <laughs> but um, we did get like some craft kit, um, you know, that included some paint and sparkly pens and, and glue. Um, I also, you know, I realized that I didn't want her cutting with my grown scissors. So then I ordered some kitty scissors, you know, to cut paper. It came with construction paper. So it was a nice little kit. And, um, you know, from there, we just had her do all different types of things, whether it's just be taking the paint with like the little sponge brush, just going, going to town on it. Um, another time, actually, this is the nanny's idea. She dipped her feet and her hands in the paint and, you know, made like footprint um, pictures and we have them all hanging up in her room. That's nice. So she is yeah. occupied. That's good. So you mentioned a couple of apps. Can you, do you mind sharing like a couple just in case there's any moms out there that, you know, are looking for apps to help uh, develop their, their toddlers during this time? So there was one that was just called ABC time, I think. Um, so the device that she's using is my old Kindle. So it doesn't have the actual like true app stores that we're used to. Oh, okay. So I just try to go through, you know, what I, what I feel. But um, actually, I have um, a fam my Samsung Note. 
Um, so I actually downloaded some apps on here as well for when she takes over my phone, which she inevitably does. Um, and so um, there's, there actually was already a function on the Samsung Note. It was called Kids Home and Samsung Kids. And when you open those, it actually opens, um, it opens like different screens to occupy kids without it being on your actual phone. So it still looks kind of like a home screen with the, you know, with the different um, app icons that they can just kind of click around and then it locks it there until you put in, you know, your password or code to bring it back to like the oh, regular phone. So I, I, I'm grateful for that. Um, so within that kids home, there's um, a function to draw. Um, there is um, a function where they can actually take pictures and they can even make phone calls. So um, you, you, you know, you decide which, um, which numbers they have access to. So I think I chose my parents, my husband, and my sister, who is her godmother. So one day um, she had my phone. And next thing I know, I just hear my sister's voice like, hello? hello and then she <laughs> called her <laughs> and um you know so it was a nice little <laughs> nice little surprise which turned into a great conversation nice so, that was cool <laughs> okay so yeah. you know i hear how you're making sure you know as far as work is concerned that's taken care of uh your husband and and celia they're both taken care of but how are you taking care of yourself during this time tracy like, how are you practicing self-care? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so I guess my one little, you know, sliver of paradise during this time, I actually celebrated my birthday under quarantine um, a couple <laughs> <Happy> weeks ago. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so that day, I was like, no, this is my day. Like, we're going to do what I want. We meaning me. Right. <laughs> so I, um, you know, I kind of just took some time. I think I did work that day. Um, but you know, only the things that I wanted to address, you know, so I wasn't going to put myself under stress to, you know, kind of be really like, you know, available and, you know, on the phone or et cetera. But, um, I decided I was going to take a soak. So, um, I had luckily a few weeks before, because, you know, the lead time takes forever. I had ordered a big, um, box set of, um, essential oil. Mm -hmm. um, and so I took a long bath and I just took a few like different essential oils and mixture. I mean, it turned out nice, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, <laughs> droplets of essential oils in the bath um, with some relaxing spa music on a little Bluetooth speaker. And honestly, like it was just, it was really great. So I was like, that why don't I do this more often? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I actually let myself so, you know, like, yeah. and like just lay there and just, you know, have no worries. I, I'm, I definitely nodded off in there. Um, you know, so that was really nice. Um, and then, so my, one of my, I guess, guilty pleasure foods is actually pizza. So that night we, I had a Zoom call with my girlfriend, um, for my birthday and, um, my husband and I kind of did like a pizza party. We, um, picked up dough it was actually like a pizza kit from a local pizzeria mm -hmm. and they're, what they're doing now is actually just selling like the dough as well as the cheese like it's like deconstructed for you to make it yourself and we have in the past like picked up dough you know from a supermarket and you know just kind of worked it ourselves but as we know supermarket lines right now are a little crazy right um and it's uncertain if they would even have it so to stand in line for an hour and not get it so um we just went straight to the pizzeria got some dough 
And, you know, we just kind of cooked up the ingredients ourselves, like not like a traditional pizza, just all different types of combinations. And so, you know, that was nice because, that's you know, that's my little guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, but Aww. since then, I realized that I have been indulging a little bit too much. And I have not been, you know, my body is not quite feeling right. Even my stretchy, comfy pants are not as comfy because <laughs> they're like digging into my waistline. I think that's everyone's um, problem right now, Tracy. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because my husband, his, his bit of self-care and his thing, he's gotten into this whole culinary fix and baking. And I love it, but at the same time, I hate it. You oh, know, like, I'm like, Dang. That almost sounds like me. That's that's my thing. I bake, like, okay. at least twice a week. It's a problem. Uh, a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, there'll be, like, a random little cake, and then it's, like, the next day, or, like, you know, maybe day and a half later, it's gone. <laughs> this is a problem. There's not that many of us in this household. <laughs> My 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 newest form of self-care is actually, you know, just trying to get myself back on track. And so I actually ordered like a smart scale on Amazon, you know, waited a week and a half for it, you know, so it yeah. felt like a treat when it when it finally arrived. So that's that's my newest thing. I'm not being too strict with myself, obviously, you know, still enjoying and, you know, tasting, but I guess just not overdoing it because, you know, and then at the end of the day, that does make me feel good because I'm like, you know, if I'm mindlessly just hand to mouth, hand to mouth all day. It's probably because like, I'm just trying to like distract my mind from something, you know, you know, it's okay too, because we're going through a lot right now, you know, it's it's okay. It's all right. So, so Tracy, what makes you tough like a mother? Um, well, I think that it's just, um, I've always said like, I guess I, I'm always one to try to make lemonade out of lemons. Um, you know, like maybe just take in the challenges, like not try to like just gloss over them as if they don't exist, but figure out how to pivot and figure out how to make the best of it and, you know, be as not um, like cautiously optimistic or realistically realistic, but yet optimistic at the same time, um, you know, carve out the opportunities um, that's, you know, work-wise, um, you know, and then just within my household, it's just really, you know, getting a grip on what the reality is, what the challenges are, and just giving myself some space and some grace to make mistakes and not be perfect. And then from that, you know, just some like actual like real enjoyment. So, you know, just trying to focus on on the good. And Tracy, before you go, just wanted to ask if you have any tips that you can give to anyone who's possibly interested in you know, either purchasing or selling their home during this time? Yeah, actually, that's a really great question. Um, You know, the market feels a little unpredictable right now, but there are really some opportunities and some strong places. I think that if somebody's looking for a home or honestly, even thinking about selling their current home, um, the first thing that I would talk about is really getting into the mindset of home ownership. And I guess that's more geared toward a potential home buyer, especially if you're a first time home buyer. Um, you know, because at least in my opinion, it's more of like a holistic process. You have to think about it, you know, how you want to live your life. This is a space where you're going to be with yourself, your family, you know, however it is. And it can take a lot out of you. I think that, you know, I've worked with some buyers who might have the mis- misperception that you know it's just 
you know, you see things on Zillow and then after that you go and see it and then this is the one, you make the offer and then boom. But, you know, there's a lot, you know, that's involved and it can feel a little bit exhausting. So I think that, you know, just getting into that mindset and really feeling that readiness and that comes with a lot of different things, you know, just kind of talking it out, what it means, like what day-to-day life would be like, what home maintenance might look like, um, you know, so that it's a little bit less of a shock while you're going through it. Um, also, when it comes to, you know, actually perceiving the market and, you know, figuring out um, reasonable prices and offers to make, um, you know, that's that's something where I I think that people might have that challenge. And so sometimes people might hold, you know, themselves hold it like close to the chest before they make their first offer on a home, because that is the one. And they don't realize that more often than not, especially if it's your first go around, that first offer is probably not going to land. It's not going to stick. And so that devastation and that emotional disappointment is so, you know, hard, you know, to experience with people. So I'm not saying to just start making offers all willy nilly, but, you know, just getting into the rhythm and, you know, easing yourself into it because, you know, it can be a little bit of a marathon. And as long as you have, you know, a, partner in an agent or, you know, someone to consult with to who's supportive and is going to, you know, be educating you about what to expect, then, you know, that's fine. And sometimes people feel disappointed because it might take a while and it has to be right. So it's really just, in my opinion, holistic and, um, you know, just getting into that mindset. Um, another thing is that to recognize that you know there are three things when it comes to purchasing a house there's the features location and the price and more often than not unless you have like a zillion dollars you can't get it right on every single one of those points so figure out what your what what areas it is that you won't compromise on whether it's like I have a really strict budget. And so therefore maybe the features of the updates of the home, you know, might have to be a little DIY along the way, or the location might not be, you know, in the exact area that you want in order to, you know, meet that budget. But, you know, just be amenable and flexible when it comes to those things. Those are usually the three guiding factors, um, you know, when it comes to um, purchasing a home. And then the third thing, honestly, is just about doing your research with a bank. Um, You know, I'm not here to endorse any particular bank, but I just definitely, um, and I myself have also, you know, when I was personally purchasing homes, um, you know, I don't want to say fall and pray, but, you know, just kind of got sucked into the allure of just an interest rate. But there's so much more to, you know, a mortgage than just the interest rate. There are a lot of different programs, whether they be first-time homebuyer programs or, you know, just um, portfolio products that different mortgage banks have to offer. And I really urge people to, you know, search around and, um, you know, figure out what would meet their needs best because they never know, you know, with one bank, their purchasing power can be significantly higher, um, you know, just because of different offerings. If they have strong credit scores, there's sometimes a lot more doors that can be open for them and, you know, a lot more opportunities with, um, you know, basically the same amount down, but, you know, or even less down, but you, you might have a, a more favorable rate. 
And, um, you know, I think that just having a really good idea of what it is that you can purchase and, you know, just um, going forward there just helps to maybe, you know, make the process that much smoother. Yeah, definitely. These are great tips. Thank you again, Tracy, for joining me today here on Tough Like a Mother. I truly enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Tough Like a Mother. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review the show. I'll greatly appreciate it.